and forever. And I hope everybody's had a blessed day, a blessed week. Amen. Running through troops and leaping over snow mounds. Enjoying life as good as God is. Amen. Well, we want to get right into our study again tonight. Amen. It's always good to come together to study God's Word and to see what God is having for us. And last month we was talking about growing in spiritual maturity. And hopefully we picked up some nuggets. Hopefully we picked up a few gold uh, bars and we have put those bars in us now. And uh, we are learning how to grow and be more mature. Paul says in 1 Corinthians, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. We must grow unto maturity. We got to grow to maturity. And so... You know, we, we must progress. We've got to move forward. You know, we got to get to the point that where we're not the old person we used to be. There's so many great things God has for us, but we've got to grow to get to those things. Israel was an example of to us of wrongdoing in so many ways. And the Bible tells us that those things which was written before was written for our learning. See, that's why the Bible is so important to you. And that's why it's one of our goals in this church is for you to read your Bible through every year. You need to make sure that every day you glean something out of the Word of God that's going to strengthen you, that's going to prepare you, that's going to help you. We're in a spiritual warfare and if you are not equipped to for the defense, then the enemy will take you out. None of us is saved until we cross that finish line and hear him say, Well done, thy good and faithful servants. Enter into the joy that I have prepared for you. You know, and so we have to learn the value and the importance from the young all the way to the old the value and the importance of God's love and mercy and his care. Paul told the church in Corinthians, I have not seen and ear have not heard. and It has not entered into the hearts of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But he's revealed it to us, he goes on and say, by his spirit. The Holy Ghost teaches us. The Holy Ghost shows us. The Holy Ghost prepares us. For what God has got for us, it will lead you and guide you, Jesus said, unto all truth. Amen. And so we mature, we grow. Amen. We forget the old ways of life. We get away from the childish things and we mature in Christ. And so you got your lesson from last month. But this month we're moving to another lesson. Now this month we're talking about growing in self-discipline. Growing in self-discipline. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13 through 16, Paul would write into Timothy, he says, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbyter tree. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profit in may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. So we're talking about growing in self-discipline. When you read the epistles that has been written by the Apostle Paul, all of them carries one main theme. Character, growing in character, and self-discipline. Of course, self-discipline is a character trait itself. But if you notice, is that's all it's about. We are to grow. We are to mature. We are to be strong in the Lord and in his power of his might. We must be reflections of him in everything that we do. We are the children of God. Every attribute that's in God must now be developed in us. 
We know that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Against such there is no law. But really it's not fruit. It's character traits. Those are part of the character of God. You know, temperance is no more than self-control. See, we focus here on self-discipline because of the first word, self. Notice, self-discipline. It's how you discipline yourself, not how I discipline you or how she disciplined you or you disciplined him or him or whatever. No, it's self-discipline. See, and self-discipline comes about when you read the Word of God, you study the Word of God, you have a fear and a love for God, and so as a result of that, you begin to do what God's Word tells you to do. You see the value and the importance that springs out of all of this. Say, this is why James tells us, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. Don't think I'm okay and not make the adjustments when you read the word of God. God is showing it to you so you can see who you are. That's why if you keep reading that first chapter of James, he relates the word of God or the Bible to a mirror. You look in it. You see something is not right. It reveals something to you is not right. You must now correct it because you're trying to become like God. You want to be the character that he has developed you to become. See, so when you look in the word of God, you've got to be a doer of God's word and not just a hearer only. See, so Paul's letters is all about character and self-development. See, because I cannot reach holiness, I cannot reach perfection, and I cannot reach self-discipline without the Word of God and developing character in my life. Amen. If you are not self-disciplined, you will find immediately that you are open to Satan at every moment. He will trip you every moment. He will live with you every moment until you discipline yourself and realize he's not going to be with me. I'm going to do what is right. So if I was to ask you, what is discipline? Give me what you think discipline is there, young man. You have a good idea? You're a smart kid. Correction. Amen. Sister Michaela, what do you, what do you think discipline is? Controlling yourself. Okay. Brother Ian? Obey. Amen. See, discipline is no more than doing the right thing when nobody's watching you. That's all it is. It's just doing the right thing when nobody is watching you. You know why? Because God is always looking at you. <laughs> you, you you're not hid. You know, scriptures don't tell me how long David went before God sent Nathan down to his house. doesn't tell me that. You know, it, it, it doesn't tell me that. It just tells, it just opens up and says, God says, Nathan, go down and tell David this. You know, he, he probably thought he had got away. He thought it was all behind him. See? But if he'd have had discipline, he'd have never did all those things. See? That's why when you read the book of Proverbs, it began to say wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. It says when you got wisdom, it'll keep you understanding discretion, will preserve you. So we really need a whole lot of discretion. And that's why it's important that we study the word of God, get into the word of God. Amen. So that we can discipline ourselves. Amen. 
Because as Solomon would write in Proverbs 25, 28, it says, He that have no rule over his own spirit is like what? A city that's broken down and without walls. In other words, you have to learn how to control you. You have to notice and come back to self. He that have no rule over his own spirit. You are in charge. The onus, the responsibility falls to you. Amen. The Bible says every one of us have to give an account for the things that we do in this life, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So knowing that that responsibility falls to me, I am responsible for me. I must develop me. I must grow in self-discipline. Amen. So it focuses on self. The responsibility falls to each one of us. One of the reasons we don't have self-discipline is because we run from the hard things. We don't like to do hard things. We want the easy, comfortable things. But see, we need to face every challenge that comes to us, amen, with what do I need to learn in this situation, in this circumstance. I need to seek God. God, what do I need to learn? Do I need to learn how to wait upon the Lord? Do I need to learn more love? What do you want me to learn in my circumstance and in this situation? Amen. Because I want to be developed and I want to develop myself. At the heart of every successful person is self-discipline. It takes discipline. You've got to discipline yourself. You're going to graduate from school, you got to study. If you want to learn how to play that cello, you've got to practice. It's a self-discipline thing. You want to graduate from college, you, you, it's, it falls on you. I don't care how much other people encourage you. I don't care how much other people give to you. I, you know, it's going to come down to you. Somewhere you're going to have to learn how to study. Somewhere you're going to have to learn how to spend some time in the book. Somewhere you're going to have to discipline yourself so you can make it. Okay? And that's the overall key. We're not, you know, I can't carry you on my back across the finish line to heaven. You're going to have to discipline yourself to get there. You're going to have the purpose in your heart, I'm crossing, and discipline yourself to do the right thing. Amen. If we do not develop self-discipline, it can cause us problems, health problems, distractions procrastination, financial problems, clutter in our homes. Things can pile up and overwhelm us and much, 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 much more. Say, think about it. Health problems, distraction, procrastination, financial problems. All these things is because we don't have discipline. We have to have self-discipline. Amen. Therefore, our thoughts, our emotions, our behaviors, and our habits must be kept in check so that they do not destroy us. See, we have to realize that the enemy is out to destroy you. Jesus and the apostles said, the thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So you've got to discipline yourself. You have the purpose in your heart, and you get into the Word of God. Amen. So we have to develop this temperance, this self-control in us. Amen. You know, when we look at the story that Jesus told about the Good Samaritan, when the guy asked him, what's the, end story, what's the answer to the end of the story of the Good Samaritan? What did he tell him? To do what? Do likewise, see? In other words, the God says, what must I do? You know, what is the greatest commandment? He told him. You know, then he says, and the second is like, love thy neighbor as thyself. 
the guy says, well, who's my neighbor? He tells him the story of the Good Samaritan. And at the end, he says, well, now, who do you think was his neighbor? And the guy says, well, I suppose the guy that did good. He says, right, go do likewise. In other words, a picture of self-discipline. You saw, you see what the answer is, you do it. Say, you don't need another picture of it now. See, when you know what to do is right, you have to do what is right. You can't avoid it any longer. See, you've got to do what you know to do is right. That's all self-discipline is. It's doing the right thing when no one is watching you. See, because you always know God is looking. Amen. See, self-discipline is submission. Submit to those that are over you. Submit. Sub is what? The root word for under. You're coming under authority. You submit to authority. You submit to those that have the rule over you. You know, you know people are going to be in charge of you. That's a given. All of us. God. (laughs) Paul even put it out. God, man, woman, right? Submission. You know, if you go to school, you walk in the class, who's in charge? The teacher. You submit. You submit, submit, submit. So you've got to be submissive. Amen. Endurance. This game, self-discipline, you have to endure. Paul says you need to learn how to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. You've got to have some endurance. You've got to make up your mind that I'm not giving in to wrong. That's enduring. Hardness. Because sometimes in our lives, it is real easy to do wrong. See? Because you want to take the short route. You want to take the comfortable route. So it makes it real easy to do wrong. But if you have endurance to stand for truth, and the endurance to stand for righteousness, then you will stand for what is right, and you will do what is right every time. Even though it might cause you hardship, even though it might cause you pain, even though it might cause people rejecting you, you have the endurance to stand. When Jesus in John 6 You know, when he says, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part of me. The Bible says many of his disciples left and went away. And he turned to the 11, 12 and says, will you go away also? And Peter says, Lord, where are we going? You have the words of eternal life. And we believe that thou art the Christ. That's endurance. You know, you've got to learn how to stand. You've got to put on the whole armor of God so that you can stand and not do wrong. Because it's going to be there. Eve could have, if she'd have just had endurance to stand, you know, but she gave in, not realizing the value of the consequences that she was getting ready to partake of. She knew what God had said. All of us, if we are born again of the water and the spirit, if I've been baptized in Jesus' name, if I've been filled with his spirit, I know what his word says because the Holy Ghost checks me every time I go to do wrong. Now, I can override the Holy Ghost, and a lot of people do, but that's a lack of self-discipline. Anytime you know to do what is right and you don't do it is a sign of a lack of self-discipline. So you have to learn how to endure. Endure. You have to be loyal. Self-discipline bring loyalty. You're loyal to God. You're loyal to one another. Amen. You're loyal to those that are over you. You're loyal to God. That's what self-discipline is about. They can depend on you. You're faithful. You have fidelity. You know, you're trustworthy. Can you people trust you? Can you, are you really reliable? 
See, your self-discipline will show if you're reliable or not, if you're trustworthy or not. See, can you be dependent upon to do the things without being told what you need to do? See, that's self-discipline. Self-discipline is having discretion. That's why the book of Proverbs is constantly pounding discretion. Be discreet. Even in Paul tell Titus that the aged women shall teach the younger women to be discreet. See, you've got to have discipline. You've got to be discreet. The enemy's out to destroy you. You've got to discipline yourself. Because if not, he's going to take you out. You've got to have integrity. You've got to be honest. Honest with yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Lying to yourself and lying to others is a sign of lack of self-discipline. When Job's wife tried to get him to forgo his integrity, what did he say? You speaking as a foolish woman speak. God even told Satan, you, you know, have you considered Job? There's none like him, and yet you move me against his integrity. You know, you've got to be honest with who you are. That's discipline. You don't want to go to bed at night knowing you told a bunch of lies. You carry that weight. How much weight do we carry because we're not self-disciplined? You know the old saying, I met the enemy and he's us. I don't want to be my own worst enemy. Am I causing my own problems? Then if I am, I'm not disciplined. Why should I go to bed at night wore out and tired and wearied? It's a lack of self-discipline. My Bible says he give his beloved rest. See? So we have to discipline ourselves. I need to learn how to manage my time. I need to learn how to do the things right that God's word is trying to show me. What did the Psalms say? Lord, open thou my eyes that I may behold the wonders out of thy law. Teach me, O God, thy statutes, and I will keep it unto the end. He says, make me to go in the ways of thy commandments, for therein do thy servants delight. Incline my heart unto thy testimonies and not unto covetousness. Amen. We want to discipline ourselves. We gotta have integrity. We gotta have a servant's heart. Amen. When your discipline is all about serving, you need to have a servant's heart. Do you have compassion? Do you have the initiative? Are you persistent? Are you the same as Jesus yesterday, today, and forever? I am the Lord. I change not. So if I'm his, I should be the same yesterday, today, and forever. Discipline myself. Why? To be like him. I can't reach holiness without self-discipline. See, I have to separate myself from some things if I'm going to be holy. Who's going to do it? I'm going to stand there with a gun over your head? No. Self-discipline. You have to take the responsibility for yourself. Your mom and dad have to tell you to fix the bed? Shouldn't. Self-discipline. I guarantee you, you talk most people in the military. <laughs> I guarantee you, they didn't have to be told to fix their bed. <laughs> they told you one time <laughs> when you got off the bus. <laughs> 
<laughs> and like the hill says, hey, you never forget it after that. <laughs> you know, I'm still in the habit. You know, I roll out the bed. Bed, fix time. Sister Parker, get up for me. Guess who fixed the bed? Me. That's right. <laughs> you know, if I get up for her, she fixed the bed. It's just discipline. You know, we, we have to discipline ourselves. If the house is dirty, we gotta clean it. That's discipline. Come on, guys and ladies, this thing is not hard. We got to grow in these things and we're gonna be like Christ. I wanna be persistent in my walk with God. I want to be the same that he was. I think Paul put it this way in second, I meant, uh, Philippians 2, 5. He says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, and being found in the fashion of a man, what? He took on the form of a servant. See? We we got to be like Christ. That's what he's designed. He was disciplined. We've got to grow in discipline. It's his character. It runs in his veins. If we've got the Holy Ghost, then the same things must run in us. Nobody should have to tell you to do your homework. Nobody should tell you that, hey, you're going to have to turn in an essay later on. Don't wait till the last minute. Procrastination is a sign of lack of self-discipline. You know at the end of the school year you're going to take a test. (laughs) You're going to have a final exam. They tell you that right up front. So why go crazy cramming at the end of school season? When you know you can study all along for the through the year, discipline yourself, spend a little time. You know, and you make it. That's how success happens. Say, people succeed by self-discipline. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. This thing is not hard. Don't make it hard on yourself. Say, if you make it hard, you, as the old saying, old folks down south, you say, you're the ones gonna have to chop the row. So if you make it hard, it's your road you got to hold. You can pick low cotton or you can get up high and praise God down the road. See? <laughs> You've got to be, you know, you're the light. That's what self-discipline is, is reveals light. Because God is light and God is in you. See, you gotta have these things. You gotta have inward purity. You can't be a novice in this stuff. And you've gotta have equality and edification in yourself. You've gotta control yourself. And it all starts with the word. Notice, it's the word, man. In the beginning was the word. God cleanses us. What Peter says, wash us with the water of the word. See, the word cleanses us. Now he wants us to do what is right. That's what self-discipline is. You can be the best thing in your life. You can be the best kid in your school with self-discipline. That's all it takes. You stand out like a sore thumb. Easy. Just do what the Word of God says. Love the Word of God. Study the Word of God. Amen. Notice temperance is nothing but self-discipline and self-control. you got to control your spirit, your attitude, your action. If you've got anger, anger is nothing more than a lack of self, self-discipline. That's all it is. If you fly off the handle, you don't have self-discipline. You need to check it at the door. 
You need to get on along with God and say, look, God, I got this problem called anger. I need you to get it out of me. Help me. Whatever you've got to do, if you've got to spank me real good, <laughs> get it out of me before it destroys me. See, you've got to get rid of anger. Look at Proverbs 16.32 real quick. Proverbs 16.32. that is quick to anger is better than the mighty. What does it say? He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he that rules his own spirit than he that taketh a city. See, you're in control. If you're slow to anger, guess where anger rests? Hmm. And the fool has said in his heart, hmm. If the fool said there's no God, what is that telling you? You got a lack of self-discipline. See? Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. <laughs> Reverence and respect in God. Say, anger, you can control anger. The Holy Ghost did not come with anger. It didn't. If any man be in, he is a, all things are, and all things become, no, so why are you mad all the time about stuff? Why are you getting angry at the people that cut you off when they're driving down the road? Why are you calling people names and hollering and yelling and screaming and kicking the dog and the cat? That ain't the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is joy unspeakable. <laughs> Think about it. See? Come on, come on, come on. Discipline. Discipline, discipline, discipline. Amen. Praise God. Look at James 3 2. James 3 2. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is what? A perfect. Man, wow. And what is he able to do? <laughs> Think about it. Think about what that says. If you don't offend people, get upset with people, you're a perfect man. You're complete. You're self-disciplined. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. You gotta learn how to turn the other cheek. You know what it means to turn the other cheek? Not respond in kind. That's all it is. I don't mean I slap you here and you turn the other and let me slap you on the other side. No. <laughs> it means I don't come back at you the same way you come at me. See? The same as a perfect man and able to control yourself is what that bridle the whole body. See, we put bridles and bits and horses and mules mouth, the Bible says, so we can control them. See? So if I can control me, I'm in control. I'm disciplined. See? This is what God wants out of us. See? My tongue, I've got to be able to control this thing. Is a little member, and it's set on course, the fires of hell. It can put me in hell. See? So i got to be disciplined. I have to choose my words carefully. i got to answer with truth. See? I want to be like him. I want my words to speak edification and exhortation. Sometimes you just might need to be quiet so you're not offended. Sometimes you may have to just 
don't say nothing. Because that shows self-discipline and you're able to control you. Even though down inside of you, you might be like Mom Bell, you just want to reach out and touch somebody. You know, but because you are disciplined, because you have control over you, because you have control over your mouth, you are able to bridle your tongue and not say a word. The Bible says of Jesus, when he reviled, he reviled not again. There was no guile in his mouth, neither deceit. So if we are to let the mind of him be in me, the word says, if he had no guile, if there was no evil in his mouth, then guess what? I got to be the same. Proverbs 8 says, wisdom cries without. She utters a voice. You know, she calls. And Jesus Christ is the wisdom and knowledge of God. He's calling to us. I will open, he says, I will open my mouth in truth and wickedness is abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth is in righteousness and there's nothing forward or perverse in them. They're all plain to him that have understanding and right to him that seeketh after knowledge. Read Proverbs 8 sometimes. Wisdom. You have to have control of you. Discipline you. Purpose in your heart. You know, learn the bride of your tongue because what? Life and death are here. Don't feel like you've got to respond to everything. Be slow to speak, quick to hear, and slow to rap. So if Jesus Christ, if there's no guile nor evil in his tongue, I can't have it in mine either. I got to be like him. Disciplined by the word of God. We're cleansed. We're washed by the renewed and the water of the word, James says. Amen. We got to control this thing. It gets out of control. Amen. Second Peter 1, 5, Peter says, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge self-control. Knowledge without self-control will kill you. You have to be able, once you get knowledge, you have to learn how to deal with that knowledge. And you have to learn how to control yourself with the knowledge that you have. Say, temperance, temperance, self-control, self-discipline, patience. Amen. You got to learn how to wait. See, if you notice how it flows. Say, because if you don't start to develop some moral excellency in your life, then you're going to be out of control. You are to be holy characters of Christ. Add to your faith. I believe in God. I trust God. So now i got to make changes. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. See, how can I say I believe in him, Jesus says, and you don't do what I say? How are you going to call me Lord if you're not going to do what I'm saying? See, i got to discipline me. If I'm going to grow to be like him, and if I'm going to mature, if I'm going to be holy, if I'm going to be righteous, if I'm going to reflect him with light to a lost and dying world, I've got to discipline myself. I can't go to the same old places 
and do the same old things that I did before I was born again. See, there's some disciplines that comes with this Holy Ghost. <laughs> you see, that's why when you read Paul's letter, he says, don't you know that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? See, he says, look, you can't keep doing the same thing and expect to go to heaven. He says, you got to discipline yourself. He says, I know all things are lawful. He says, but all things are not profitable. It's not edifying. See, we're all mature adults. We're getting there if we're not yet. But guess what? Just because I'm mature as an adult does not mean I'm mature as a Christian. And so therefore, i got to discipline me based on God's word. He's going to show me through his word. He's going to reveal to me the things that's not like him and the wrongs that I do so I can correct this action and this life in me. I'm responsible for me. No one else. I've got to correct me. I've got to have the self-control in me because of the word of God. Proverbs 21.17. Proverbs 21.17. Proverbs 21.17. He that go out and just party hardy is going to be rich. That's not what it says. Huh? (laughs) He that loveth pleasure shall be a poor man. And he that loveth moonshine (laughs) shall be, (laughs) shall not be rich. (laughs) How many people are suffering Because of alcohol. Because of lack of discipline. Think about it. I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. But thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for discipline. That I know now that with this power, I can say as Nancy Reagan said, just say no. I can walk away because I'm disciplined. I know the danger. I can walk away from drugs because I know the danger. I've got knowledge. See, that's what it's all about. We're not of the world anymore. See, so I have to have the discipline to say no. I can't let people tell me, oh, just a little drink of wine is good for you. Uh, Well, which one made you drunk? Which toke on the cigarette gave you cancer? Which, whatever you put in the blank, caused you the problem? If I went against God's word, where did it hinder me? See, I, I got to be disciplined. See, this is important to us. Be not deceived. Jesus constantly made that comment over and over. When you read the gospel, he would make it over and over. Be not deceived. See that you're not deceived. Constantly. I don't know. But I have to discipline me. You know, I've had men say to me when we're doing communion, is that wine or is that grape juice? You know why they ask me that question? Because they are disciplining themselves to stay away from the alcohol. And that one drink could pull them back to where they used to be. And so they ask that question because they are trying to discipline themselves to stay away. And that should be our attitude. Not... You know, 
Is it dangerous? Will it hurt me? If God's word says refrain, you refrain. Just just a given. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Lay apart all filthiness. Get it out of your life. Anything that's filthy, pornography, get it out of there. Watching fifth on television, listen to fifth on the radio, or watching on the internet. Get it out of there. Discipline yourself. Learn how to not respond to things on the internet that's foolish and crazy. Discipline. Learn how to discipline yourself, not to spend all day on your phones, texting and everything else. Discipline yourselves. Spend your time with God. Spend some quality time with the Savior. Listen to the Word of God. Get away with, from naughtiness. Receive with meekness the engrafted Word. That's able to say, he that loveth pleasure. Notice, if it's all about pleasure, you're going to be poor. It's going to take everything that you've got. People don't realize how a lot of this stuff happens. You know, people get hooked on playing the lottery. You know, they get hooked on bingo. They get hooked on the slot machines. I used to have people call me crying and stuff, you know, because they've spent their whole paycheck on the slot machines. You know, lack of self-discipline. He that loved wine and oil shall not be rich. It's gonna, it's gonna rob you. It's gonna take everything you got. That fifth might start out at five ninety-five. <laughs> the time you spend a whole bunch of them, I guarantee you, pretty soon, you know, I used to see guys buying the whole bar around. You know, yeah, it's pretty expensive. <laughs> not this cat. <laughs> I know guys that used to do that. You know, and at the end of the day, her wallet was real light. You got to be disciplined. Proverbs 23, 1 and 2. Proverbs 23, 1 and 2. We got about two minutes here. And I'm not even halfway started. My goodness. See, 40% of what we do is habits. So we learn, need to learn how to control our habits, right? Amen. When thou sittest to eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is before you. Get away from that smuggler's board. <laughs> and put a knife to your throat if you be a man of appetite. If you always want to be the first in the child line, like of self-discipline. You need to know what's before you. That's why the kings had cupbearers. See? They had cupbearers so they could taste everything. So that if somebody had poison for them, <laughs> they would be the one to die, not the king. See? So we have to have self-discipline when it comes to all these buffets. You know? I, I know, I'm a little guilty, you know. But I'm trying to discipline myself. <laughs> and I'm going to get there. But how many times you heard people go to them and they go, man, I feel so bad I ate so much. It's like a self-discipline, right? Yes, sir. What did God say? You got to know when to hold them, when to fold them, and when to walk away. <laughs> you got you to know how to cut it off. You know? How many times you heard somebody say, man, that food made me sick. Man, that food gave me dysentery. <laughs> you know, whatever. You know, think about it. You know, you need to have some control. You know, you need to learn how to cut it off. You got to have some discipline in your life. Learn to have self-control. And that's what we're going to be talking about this month is self-discipline. Discipline in ourselves. Because, see, we want to grow. 
and to mature and to be holy and to be perfect and to be able to reflect Jesus Christ in our lives, we've got to have self-discipline. Amen. If not, the enemy will destroy us. Amen. Uh, and that's why Solomon, I'm, I'm finishing with this, in Proverbs 29.1, he says, He that being often reproved, harden his neck, shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedies. There's no remedy. If you've got to be constantly corrected and disciplined, you're going to be destroyed. See? You have to control you. So as you pray, as you seek God, as you, you know, read his word, as you study his word, when it speaks to you, when he shows you things, ask yourself, because you're looking in the mirror. God, what are you showing me? What do you want me to see? Help me. Let the instructions that you are bringing to my way, the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding, let me understand why I'm doing why I'm doing. That way it's going to help you. You always want to know why you're doing what you're doing and the reason, and it will stick with you. Don't just do it because somebody says to do it. See, you need to hear from God. You need to be strong in the Lord. You need to be able, Jesus says, my sheep know my voice, and I am known of them. Say. And you will find that the Holy Ghost will strengthen you and build you and give you the strength that you need to endure hardness in every area and make right choices, make right decisions, be encouraged and be strong in everything that you do. Amen? Praise God. Any questions? I didn't think so.